This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. All right, boys, listen. Gotta be honest at the top of the show, you know I always am. Um, almost didn't do the pick 'em this week. Almost um almost had to pull the plug on it, uh, but it's a mixed emotion. So this is the first time and probably only time you're ever gonna hear me say this. Got a little bit of a family thing, right? That I'm not ready to talk about. You know me, I like to talk about everything. Don't worry, it has nothing to do with the girls or the wife or anything, everything that's intact. It's a family member that I'm not very close with. It's been very turmoil. And uh, yeah, I just don't know if I'm, I'm ready to speak on it because I don't know if, how I feel about it, right? I don't want to, you know, this since this is going into the cloud and this is going to be, you know, could last forever. Someone can say this. I don't want to give unfair opinions today. Uh, ever since this morning, today's been a, a complete mess. And this is the only thing that has kept me sane was doing something I love, breaking down fights and, and handicapping it. And, and that was my happy distraction um essentially so i was like you know what why not you know but i want to address it i might be in a little funk i might not be i got caffeine with me i might not be uh chippy chip you know what i mean um mr funny guy hey who i mean i still might i don't know how i'm going to react um just been in a little bit of a funk a little bit of a mood all day with everything going on and uh i'll probably address it at some time maybe bring it up talk about it i just there's just a lot of, um, you know, a lot of good and bad with it. A lot of things going on and, and, and some of my thoughts might not be great. Uh, they might be a little negative. I don't want to bring the podcast down coming on and, and, and just talking about negative shit. Usually my stories or my personal stuff are, is very light and, and, you know, my stories or, or whatever, but there's a little bit of on, on the heavier side. Um, I just want to address it because you are the audience and you're, you're carving out time for me. Also, if you seem, if I seem a little off for whatever reason, that's probably what it is. I'm still going to try to give you the show. I know, I know for a fact, I still got them picks. I still got them picks. This is a fucking tough card. Ain't go lie to you. Ain't go to bullshit you. I reached on some of my picks, no doubt about it, but this isn't the easiest card, but, um, yeah, so that that that's really it, guys. I just wanted to uh, start the show with that. Really, I guess I don't, you know, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to, you know, you know, it's me. It's hard for me not to say things. I usually get on here and just run my mouth. But I've had a long day and I've had time to reflect, not reflect, but time to really. I knew I was going to be doing this. It was again, it was up in the air for you know, but I knew I was eventually going to carve out some time to do the pick on because that's what I do. That's what I provide. This is entertainment this is fun for me nice little break um but i i was trying to put in the words of what i was gonna say at first i was just gonna fucking jump right into it now i think you know i gotta show a little bit of decorum i believe is what they called because i have some negative things to say about some people and 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 it's it's just you know it's an ugly situation you know what i mean again nothing to do with the wife nothing to do with my mom and dad or the in-laws or any but he's super immediate um, so everything's good on that front. Kids are great. Adorable as ever. My daughter's six months today. Uh, she is super cute. She gets to eat fruit. Now we, we bought a little food blender thing that, uh, the, the, the older one had when she was a young, young girl. And I think her first food is going to be apples, which is very exciting. Um, and she's a little chubber. She loves her milk. She loves her formula. 
I gotta imagine she's gonna love the food. She's gonna, you're not gonna be able to get that girl to stop eating. But she is six months. I am very, very happy that that adorable human being is. I get to call her my daughter because she is, she is the best. I have two amazing daughters. I got incredibly lucky on the on the kid front. They're both so funny, so beautiful. Um, and Winnie's like my best friend. I did some, you know, when I got home, <clears throat> probably like maybe three hours ago. Uh, I again just was trying to stay busy or whatever. So I did some uh, yard work and did the old trick with the boxes, water in the boxes. It's trash day. I had to get that watered up. I busted some things up. I, uh, my, my parents, we, so I don't know if I said this on a podcast. So I texted, there's a guy that used to do was a garbage picker and he posted on Facebook, his garbage, garbage picking duty saying, if you have any kind of metal, I will come get it. I had this guy's number. I texted him two weeks ago, whatever it was, when I had a bunch of metal out there. He never showed up. The guy blew me off. So I took it over to my parents who, you know, growing up, they had a garbage picker that was so fucking reliable, like clockwork. He'd come and get it. So I brought the metal over there of, what you know, all this metal I had. And the guy took it within like five minutes of my parents' house. Like the dude knew, like, oh, I smell metal. If you can't trust a garbage picker, who can you fucking trust? I mean, really. But I had some more that I had to break down and uh, brought it over there. So, um, and, and Winnie was with me the whole time. That that was the story. Uh, my my little daughter Winnie, she likes to uh, help dad out everywhere she can. She had a bug fly on her, not a cicada. I don't know if you're listening to this. If you're not from Cincinnati, or if you're not from the West, I don't know if it's a Cincinnati or Midwest only thing. But cicadas are these giant fucking bugs that come out once every. 17 years or whatever they are. They're disgusting. The cicada, I thought, flew on her arm because she screamed and cried. I run over, thought she maybe got stung by a bee, thought it was a cicada. It was a little tiniest little fucking like green bug. And I flicked it off and she like literally like was dragging her arm. Like she, she got it chopped off. It was very funny, very dramatic. All right, let's get to the picks. I just popped my peas there. Etiquette 101. Oh, before I do my picks, um, MMA lock of the night. If you're listening to this, you probably know who he is. Awesome guy, Manpreet, um, doing his thing. Hardest working guy in the business. Great, you know, guy puts out content pretty much every day of the week. He's now full time with it. We've we've chatted back and forth on some audio things. I believe I a couple months ago I hopped on. He was doing like he was watching fights or something, and then he just had a different handicapper on every half hour or something like that. I got to hop on. We chatted it up. Super cool guy. Um, he reached out to me earlier this week, I believe on Monday, asked me to be on his weigh-in show on Friday at 9 p.m. on YouTube, Twitter, everything. So MMA Lock of the Night, MMA, MMA L-O-T-N on Twitter and Instagram and uh, YouTube as well. Live on both platforms. Go support your boy. I'm going on with Craig Allen from Fight Night Picks, who's like a fucking YouTube superstar. Him and his brother do picks. Good guy. One of the first guys to kind of showed me love, gave me a follow early, early on. I mean, I don't have a lot of followers, but he gave me a follow when I was like under a hundred. Right. And and we, we, we would go back and forth. He would engage and he would watch the, you know, whenever I would do the stream yard thing, he would be a watcher. So good dude there. And then uh Dave Milhouse, I think who I don't know, but he's got like 10,000 followers. So I'm definitely low man on the totem pole. Your boy's got to bring it. So uh check that out on Friday night, 9 PM. MMA, Lock of the Night, MMA, L-O-T-N. I don't know how he fucking, Manpreet spits it out so fucking quick. Obviously, if you're probably listening to me, you know who he is. If not, go check him out. Good capper. Again, hardest working guy in the world uh, in the MMA cap space or whatever. Guy puts out content every single night. So, uh, got to respect that. Super cool guy. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to wrecking some shit up. Bringing the MMA tape 
MMA uh, takes podcast flavor over there. Some of these guys, you know, they're, you know, they're a lot of, you know, numbers and I'm playing this number and I'm smart. I'm going to come out there and I'm going to be like, Hey, fuck the numbers. I'm putting my nuts on the table and I'm betting this guy. Why? Cause my nuts are on the table. You know what I mean? I don't sell picks. You know what I mean? I don't fucking, I don't need to, you know, f- flaunt my tout service. I'm out there picking winners with my gut and my balls and a lot of the time, it's right, okay? You can break down numbers. You can break down stats, which I do. I look at everything. But sometimes you just got to put your fucking nuts on the table and do the damn thing. I got I to gotta get some music when I take drinks. I get all worked up. I get caught mouth. I got to play some music. All right, first fight of the night. I am. There's a lot of names on here. I'm not, not looking forward to pronouncing Demir Ismagulov. I think I got that. Demir Ismagulov versus Hafiel Aves. Ismagulov is a giant favorite at minus 560. Hafiel Aves is a plus 400. I think I have it. My handwriting is atrocious. Alves is a guy, if you remember, and you will, recently missed weight by, he was at 145, missed weight. Supposed to fight um, Pat Sabatini, and he missed weight by 15 pounds, 20 pounds. He didn't even make the lightweight limit. And, um, that was embarrassing, right? So he blamed it on, he got sick and he ate or some shit like that. I don't know. But putting your face on the scale, even weighing in is, is, is a joke. So now they made a move up to 55. So he's at 55 here. He's got a fucking stud. Ism Gulof. He hasn't made his UFC debut yet. He was on the contender series. He won by guillotine choke against Alejandro Flores. Not an overwhelming performance. Demir is, is your typical. I know he's Russian, but he, what, what is he from? So He's from Russia, really? His That flag is throwing me off. The flag's like what Gennady Golovkin's from. Um, but anyway, uh, this is your classic Russian fighter, current Russian fighter, right? This kid's young. He's 30, undefeated in the UFCs, fought some really good guys, 3-0 in the UFCs, fought Alex Georges, who was undefeated at the time. But, you know, what, what are you going to do? Joel Alvarez, Joel Alvarez, who's a solid stud, and then Tiago Moises, who's been on a run. He uh, beat those guys by decision. This is your classic Russian fucking guy who's like, hey, I'm going to strike with you. I'm going to keep distance. I'm going to throw good kicks. I'm going to throw good punches. I'm strong as shit. My cardio holds up, and I can grapple. Like, this is a dude who is uh, is a solid dude. 22-1. He's fought some really fucking good guys. Rafael Alves, I don't have a lot of tape on him. I did watch his contender series. He didn't blow me away. He's good on the ground. Obviously, he threatened with some chokes. He's a big... He was a big guy for 45. I don't know how he's going to fill out 55. Got to see if this guy fucking makes weight. But this line is tough. Demir's been out for a while. Demir's been out for a little bit. He's a solid, solid dude. Um, and he's and he's 22-1 for a reason. He's a world champion outside the organization for a reason. Um, and and, and betting against him is, is insane. You know, putting money against him is, is crazy. Now, there's going to be people out there that might chase this plus 400 because... Why not take a little dip? You don't get many money line fights that are this big when uh, Valentina Shevchenko is not fighting. You know what I mean? This is a big, big wide line. I'm going to pick Demir here. I just think he's better everywhere. Don't know if we're going to get a finish. Alves, this seems pretty tough. Really good to see how in shape he comes because that may, that weight loss against Sabatini wasn't on that long ago. So I wonder if he shook whatever ailment he had. And uh, obviously, this is up a weight class as well. This isn't 55, but I, I just... I don't know if I trust him yet. Don't know if I trust him yet. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go to me here. I think this is a pretty easy win. Five sixty. I mean, my bankroll's okay. It's not fat. It's not thick. 
So playing 560 is dangerous, right? You're not going to get a lot of money back. Obviously, you got to put fuck it, $560 down to win 100. Parlay-wise, maybe. You know, he's a good anchor because I do think he matches up well. I do think he's a very, very talented fighter. He's a 55 is stacked. There's so many guys that aren't being talked about. He's one of them uh, just because of inactivity. But, uh, yeah, I can see it parlay. I don't know what I'm going to do. Probably not parlay, though. I might avoid this fight altogether. It's just too wide. I think there's other plays that are a little better. All right, next up, Yancy Medeiros, plus 100 versus Demir Hadzovic. Hadzovic. Hadzovic, right? Yeah, Demir. So we have two back-to-back Demirs. He is a minus 122. This fight, God. This fight's tough. I had nothing written down here. Um, I think I know where I'm going to lean. I think I know what I'm going to do. Everyone likes Yancy Medeiros because he's fought the better competition, right? He's he's hasn't fought in a little bit. He's a scrapper. He's got good stand-up. Um, you know, likes to get in there and, 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 and fight, and he's got good ground game as well. He's a durable dude. His chin has been tested before. He has been knocked out before, but he's fought the who's who at 155. He's long for that, that division. He's mean. He's a gamer. Everything you want. And Demir hasn't looked that great. Uh, he's lost his last two. Does he have a win in the UFC? I believe he does. Yeah, okay. So he's got a bunch of wins. He's been in the UFC for a little bit. That's what I thought. Okay, so he, he lost his debut against Mary Baxter who I believe just got his uh, visa. That dude's a, a legit dude. Knocked out Marcin Helm, which is a good win. Alan Patrick, bad loss. Nick Hine, polar raise, uh, back-to-back wins. And then Yagos uh, got him by decision back in 2019. And then uh, Renato Mercano choked him out within like a second of their fight. Um, very, very quick stoppage. No, no, no. Wasn't a quick stop. I mean, he stopped it very quick. Round one, like 40 seconds. Um, so you don't you get a small sample size with this guy. It's been the UFC for a while. Has some knockout punches. Uh, Yancy Medeiros just scares me. He's just not defensive-minded. He likes going there. Scrap, bro. You know what I mean? He's Hawaiian. Hey, Hawaii. Scrap, bro. Um, he, he was a Diaz training guy for a while. I don't think he's in California. He was a Max Holloway's camp for a while. Not really sure where he ended up. I don't follow Yancy Medeiros on any social media for whatever reason. But, you know, this guy's on three-fight losing streak. Lost to Cowboy back in 2018. Took some time off. Lost to Gregory Gillespie in 2019. Not a bad loss. Then fought Lando Venata in 2020. Uh, February 2020. So he's been out over a year. Unanimous decision. Again, it's Lando. Good striker. For that, his last win was in 2017 over Alex Oliveira by knock uh, by punches in the third round. That was just a battle of fucking will. That was a battle of Cowboy hurt him. He hurt Cowboy. Cowboy gassed. A war of attrition. Awesome, awesome fight. You know, and then, you know, Eric Silva was was a knockout. You know, that guy was roided out for a while. His career went down the shitter when uh, USADA came in. Allegedly, and, and all the people picking, all the people picking Yancey has 100% right. He's fought everyone. He's an old 33, though. All right. I'm going to go Demir here. I hate picking against the community in a sense and i hate picking against a community underdog you're looking at plus money with yancy here he easily could win this fight i just keep envisioning demir catching him and putting him out yancy's chin is is vulnerable if he doesn't get knocked out he at least gets touched and gets rocked um i also can see yancy grabbing a fucking neck here right he's got good chokes He's, he's good on the ground he's long for this division um, it's a very, it was a very tough fight for me to pick. I literally just picked it now. Minus 122 for Demir is a great number for a favorite. It's not crazy high. 
This is a parlay buster if I've ever seen one. Not going to hit the parlay on this. Maybe we'll single bet it. We'll see how I feel about the rest of the card. But I just keep envisioning Demir knocking him out. What the fuck is wrong with me, man? All right, next up, Joshua, uh, Joshua Calabo. He is 6-1-1. One one. He is fighting, or maybe 8-1-1. One one. My eyes are bad. Versus Jean Sean, who's a 19-6. Uh, uh, Calabo is minus 250. Young Chong is plus 195. This line is wide. Calabo does not have a win in the UFC. Lost to Jalen Turner. <clears throat> Had a draw with uh, find it, find it, find it, Charles Jordan. Very close fight. Um, he's a gamer. He's a tough dude. He gets in there. He scraps, right? You know, he uh, he's at his right, uh, right, way, uh, right way class now at 145. Um, and he's fighting a, a guy who's making his UFC debut. This guy got knocked out by Rong Zhu, who we saw fight not too long ago, who lost in the UFC. Um, and you look at his record, you know, you look at Shaw's record, and there's a lot of losses. There's a lot of wins over guys who are three and seven, two and five, one and one, five and four. They say his grappling bit is he's a grappling based fighter. Chinese MMA has been 0-5 the last time Chinese fighters have stepped into the octagon. Um, I don't like that number. I'm gonna pick Calabo here. I hate the line though, it's way too wide for me. Kalaba doesn't have a UFC win. I know Shaw doesn't have a UFC fight, but this dude doesn't have a UFC win. He has two performances. Jalen Turner smoked him, but he showed heart, and he showed heart in the Jordan fight because Jordan is very technical, good striker, and, and he got a draw. Um, huge underdog in that fight as well. Um, minus 250, I think, is, is crazy high. If you are feeling prickly and you want to take a shot at Zaw, listen, this dude could be a good grappler. He's 19-6. He's got some ugly losses. He can come out, expose Kalabo, who... Hasn't fought a grappler yet in the in UFC, and uh, he can go out there and just get taken down and get fucking smothered. That could happen. That's a possibility. But I think I'm going to stay away from this fight. This is way too wide. All right, next up, Victor Rodriguez, minus 118. Oh, whoops, excuse me. Nope, Victor Rodriguez, plus 260 versus Bruno Silva, who is a minus 345. Thank you, JP Bays. So Bruno Silva was an underdog to JP base <clears throat> and Bruno Silva went out there and smashed him. Looked fantastic. His stand up looked good. His leg kicks looked really good. He was chopping up Bays. Bays is a solid prospect. Um, one of the contender series has good wrestling. You know, a lot of things to like about the kid and Bruno Silva fucked him up, dropped him a whole bunch of times. The leg kicks fucked him up. Then you got Victor Rodriguez who took, Adrian Yanez, who's a fucking stud, no, no, no fear, no problem losing the Yanez, right? On short notice, you got knocked out. What are you going to do? Yanez is a fucking beast. But I didn't see enough in there for me to be like, oh, well, this kid just had a little bit longer. He, You know what I mean? Like when Lando Venata came in short notice against Tony Ferguson, we all were like, oh, okay, so this guy's sticking around, right? I didn't see that against Victor. I saw a guy who looked a little scared, a little under headlights. He's an Alaskan fighter. My system, Brian Petrie, MMA takes system is you don't bet Alaskan fighters. You just don't do it. I don't know what it is. I, I'm, I'm a thinking he is coming to the mainland. I don't know if they say that. They say that in Hawaii. I have no idea. If, if, he's, in the, if he's in the continental United States right now um, training, that, that best thing's career. But I don't know if he is. I don't follow him, right? But what I saw on tape... You know, heavy-handed guy. He's going to come out kind of aggressive, and that's about it. That's what he's got. Bruno Silva's boxing looked great. His ground game's legit. His kicking looked great. This should have been my send him home. This should have been my mortal lock. I'm going to probably use Bruno Silva in a parlay without a doubt. He really impressed me in that JP Pace fight with his stand-up, with his kicking, 
and just his ground game, which he didn't really get to see, but his ground game is there. Um, minus three forty five is tough, tough for a single bet, very very high. But just like Demir uh, in the first fight, this is this is a parlay guy. This is a parlay fight. I like Silva here. He could be an anchor of a parlay. Minus three forty five is steep. Line might go up a little bit, but um, yeah, I like Silva. I'm all over Silva here. I like him to finish as well. Uh, maybe we'll talk about the props more on Friday with Locke, but uh, I like a finish. I like a finish as well. And uh, I don't know if any of the props are up. I'm doing this a little earlier in the week, but um, yeah, I like Silva. I'm all over Silva here. All right, next up, Claudio Silvia versus Court McGee. Claudio Silva is a minus 118. Court McGee is a 107. Pick em fight, essentially. Claudio Silva, you know, was the talk of MMA. The guy's a stud on the ground. The guy's this, the guy's that. You know, James Krause comes out there stifles him and beats him up. Probably should have had a finish since Claudio Silva's cardio is so bad. Uh, but Krauss couldn't do it. Fought smart. Didn't want to risk anything. Yada, yada. And I believe that was his only loss in the UFC. Claudio Silva doesn't fight very often, right? He's, 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 what was his other loss? First fight, Matt Thorpe. Oh God. Of course, Matty Thorpey, 12 and 11 in his career from England. Uh, when's the last time he fought? 2010. Okay, so Thorpe retired a while ago, but he has a win over Claudio Silvia in his very first UFC debut, or excuse me, MMA debut. And then in the UFC, he's beaten Leon Edwards. You ever heard of him? Brad Scott. Never heard of him. <laughs> Brad Scott. Yeah, but Leon Edwards is a good name. Nordin Tlaib. Eh. Danny Roberts. What are you going to do? Cole Williams. Eh. And then he lost to James Krause by decision where his gas tank is just highly, highly compromised. He gassed in the Danny Roberts fight. Roberts should have had him, should have put him away and just got caught in the armbar. And to Court McGee, one of the more boring fighters, one of the guys who, the ultimate fighter winners, who I really did not think would be sticking around this long. This guy fights so awkward, you can't finish him. I think the only time he's been finished in the UFC was Santiago Ponzinibbio. He's just a grinder, man, right? He doesn't really wrestle as much as he used to anymore. He more wants to just put a pace on you, push you against the cage, grind on you, make it ugly, and, uh, you know, work in the clinch and hit punches. His last fight against Carlos Condit, he just stood up a Condit. He landed some decent strikes, but, you know, that's, I mean, Condit is number one weakness is takedown defense. So the fight IQ wasn't there. Maybe he was injured. Maybe there's a lot of things going on. Everything in my body, everything of what I just said, with Court McGee being this cardio machine and Claudio Silva gassing during the walkout, when Bruce Buffer introduces his name, he's still catching his breath when he took his fucking shirt off to get in the cage. Everything's telling me to pick Court McGee here. The old vet, Court's not going to get finished, Claudio Silva. But for some reason, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a jiu-jitsu kind of mind, and I'm thinking Silva. I'm going to pick Silva here. I, I'm going to regret it. This is a fight I'm flirting with betting. This is a fight that I think there's going to be some crazy odds, maybe because Court doesn't get finished. Maybe there's some crazy props on submission. I think that's the way you go here because I think Claudio probably can't win a three-round fight. He probably won't be able to stand up in that third round, but he's going to give it hell in that first round. He's going to be a problem in that first round. And, you know, Court McGee is is a solid, does everything right, workmanlike dude, and he could get caught. I mean, this guy's lights out on the ground. He's a fucking one of the best in the world. He could get caught, but I don't know. I don't see. I, I don't know. I'm picking Silva. I'm going to regret it, but um, I do like a little poke at the, the prop there. You know, maybe that's why I'm picking him because I can't like, like, oh, prop this, but I'm picking the other guy. No, 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 no. 
I'm going to pick Silva, and I'm going to ride with the prop. All right, next up, Ben Rothwell versus Tris. Uh, Tris. Who's Tris? Chris Barnett. Ben Rothwell, minus 335. <clears throat> Favorite against Chris Barnett. What was, it? what was his name? Baby Bear? What's his name? Huggy Bear? Beast Boy. Damn, I thought it was Huggy Bear. So Chris Barnett is a guy, if you don't know, he's been around MMA for a long, long time. Short guy, very, very fat. Used to not even be able to make 265. That's why the UFC wasn't interested in him. Fought most of his career in Japan. Good striker, powerful dude, athletic for his his build, the way he looks. Interesting guy. Um, haven't heard him in a while. Went to kickboxing, went to grappling a little bit, but haven't heard his name in a long time. Usually what happens is these MMA aficionados is what you can call them. I call them fucking nerds, right? And I guess I mean that as a compliment, but not really because there's a lot of guys and they're still on Twitter this goes all the way back to my sure dog days where they think anybody that competes in Japan is the better fighter than in the UFC or America, right? So Chris Barnett really made his bones in Japan and, and, and right, like was a character and, and an exciting fighter and knocked a lot of dudes out. And so all these people were like, this guy needs to get in the UFC. This guy needs to be, UFC. this was years ago. Never got there because the weight issue. And then he, he dropped some fights or whatever. Um, he's here now taking on short notice against Ben Rothwell. I looked up Chris Barnett. He's 5'9". Ben Rothwell is a huge, tall guy. Chris Barnett obviously has fought tall guys before, but he's always been able to use his wrestling. He's always been able to use his explosiveness. Ben Rothwell's got a chin from hell. He's long. He's lanky in there. Um, And he's a veteran, too. They're both veterans of the sport. Ben Rothwell's been around for fucking ever. He's looked like complete dog shit his last time out. The fights that he's won, I don't think he's won. His last fight, I think he lost. I think he might have won. Um, he he's losing a little bit. Ben Rothwell is a guy who's been busted with steroids multiple times in his career. Was supposed to fight Philip Lins. I had Philip Lins on that fight. You're going to give me Chris Barnett, and you're going to give me at plus 250, two to one on my money, a guy that can't separate you with your consciousness with one punch. Yes, he's 5'9". Yes, he's very fat. Yes, Ben Rothwell is like 6'8". I don't, what is Ben Rothwell? He's got to be 6'5", right? 6'5", 6'4". Okay, tall 6'4". So everything's leaning towards Rothwell here, but you're looking at that fucking number 335 and you're going to put that on Ben Rothwell who hasn't had a good performance in five years against a guy who should have been in the UFC 10 years ago who very well might have a big fucking chip on his shoulder and who's an excellent striker. Boys, I mean, boys. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. This is a classic be a dog fight. Put your nuts on the table for one time. One time in your life. Chris Barnett, listen, underdog lock, baby. Not a lot of underdogs in this card that I absolutely love. I could be reading it completely wrong. However, um, I like him in this spot. I think he is fucking uh, in a good spot here. Ben Rothwell has lost a step. Ben Rothwell could smother him up. Chris Barnett does not have the best cardio. Barnett's going to be a one-round fighter in there, right? Uh, and, and Rothwell could withstand everything he's got. He's took everyone's best shot, but I just smell an upset here. I smell Barnett coming out, leaping in, a la Kevin Randleman, RIP, Ohio's finest, against Mirko Krokop. Just leap in, left hook, boom, knockout over. I see Chris Barnett literally going to have to jump to hit Rothwell. But when he does, it, it, there's power behind it. This kid's, this kid's athletic, and uh, he's fought some really good strikers in the past. He's knocked some good strikers out. 
Um, I like him. I like him in this fight. Rothwell's going to have to slow this fight down, smother him up. I like the path there, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go Barnett here. It's a fight. I'm going to bet. I like the number at plus two fifty. I also I'm going to I'm going to tinker. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Barnett by uh, by knockout as well. I know Beth Rothwell doesn't get knocked out much, but let's go. Let, tides are turning. Next up, Bill Algio versus Ricardo Ramos fight that's been booked. I feel like a hundred times. Algio is a minus one twenty five. Ricardo Ramos is a plus 100. This is a fight where it's 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 odd because I went from liking Ramos, who was a dog, to liking Algio, back to Ramos, to making Algio my best bet. He's the best. Love it. It's a wild turn, this MMA handicapping, baby. Bill Algio is Philly tough, good striker, puts pressure on you. Um, is fairly well-rounded, and that is what Ramos struggles at. Ramos is a, an excellent striker, but he's got some flash, got some flash in there. But when the tough gets going, he kind of folds a little bit, right? You know, he, so he got knocked out, well, ground and pounded out by Lerone Murphy. He's a fucking stud. No, no shame in that. That was his last fight. But when the tough got going, he was throwing his kicks, he was throwing the spinning shit, and Lerone's like, nah. We're cool. I'm gonna march forward and, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna punish you. And Ramos Ramos did not like that. His last two wins were against Irado Garguri. I don't even know if that guy's in the UFC anymore. And then Journey Newsom, little short, powerful guy. And then uh Said Saeed Nurgam Madoff uh body kicked him, knocked him out in round one as well. You get a guy like Algio, who I don't think it has the biggest power in the world, looked okay against Spike Carlisle. Um, won a decision, but Spice not in the UFC anymore. Lost Ricardo Lamas, looked good in that. Just the wrestling was a problem. Took that fight in short notice. Then you look at some of his other fights, and not a lot of finishes by that by knockout, a lot of by choke. But his striking is good. It's good enough where this could be a club and sub situation. I think Ramos is a legit dude on the ground. Don't know if he's a black belt. Probably a black belt. But Algio's pressure, toughness, and just his his overall game is what's going to give Ramos problems here. This is. Ramos reminds me a lot of a lesser version, you know, talent-wise, of um, of Charles Oliveira, where he's got skills everywhere, but right now in his career, he he's just not made for it. He's just not made, just not built tough. He had that fight with Zahabi, which was a war. He showed out. He did get clipped. That was a good war. But ever since then. Been a little gun shy. He's been clipped a little bit. He's been hurt. And I think Algeo's going to hurt him. And I think Algeo's going to take advantage of it. I don't know if I'm going to go finish here. I think Algeo could probably knock him out. Um, I see it being a back and forth war, but I do see Algeo just, oh, that first round's going to be very competitive. But over time, the toughness, that Philly fucking tough, you know, he's eating cheesesteaks at the wall wall. That's going to take over. I like Algeo and he's my mortal lock. He's my best bet. Um, there, this card's thin. I, I don't trust a lot of the guys on this card, so I went Algio, a guy I feel like I trust. And again, I could have gave you my best bet at Bruno Silva, who I love, and and, and some guys are going to give Demir Ismagalov and they're going to put 10 units on him, but those are, those guys are high. This guy's a minus 125, almost a pick right now. Um, I'm trying to give you value. I'm trying to give you bang for your buck. Let go. Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian. Hermanson is a minus 169. Is that what that is? Um, favorite against uh, Shabazzian, who is a plus 130. Uh, what do I have written down here? I have a little note written down here. Um, I can't even read my own handwriting. Isn't that so fucking terrible? Anyway, great fight. Rebooked this fight a bunch of times. Hermanson's coming off his loss to Marvin Vittori, where he showed a lot of heart. Shabazzian, 
This fucking guy. So, so he's coming off the Derek Brunson beating, which I think exposed him big time. And then there was the Darren Stewart fight, which was a while ago, back in 2018, which I, I exposed him as well. He's had three finishes in between those. But a Darren Stewart fight showed a guy who's got a little bit of a cardio issue. Hermanson, and, and that Mr. Bosian's got a great chin, right? He's, or, yeah, no, wait, excuse me. He's got great boxing. His chin's okay, right? He's taking some shots, but his chin's okay. But he's got heart, but he just doesn't have the cardio. So you start adding cardio to this young kid, and he's going to be a problem. He just, I don't know if he has it yet. Am I willing to take a shot that he has? No, right? His ground game got exposed against Derek Brunson. You know, we thought this kid had legit skills off his back. He does not. Brunson is heavy on top. Brunson is a wild man in there. Brunson beat the shit out of this guy. Brunson's a high-level dude, but... He's a little wild, right? If you have clean, clean boxing, you can catch Brunson. Brunson was a benchmark for Shabazzian, who people were putting him in the top 10, top five before the last fight. Now he's getting Hermanson, this guy who has okay striking, but his ground game is where it's at. He gets on top. If Shabazzian gasses and gets taken down and plays the guard game like he did with Brunson, Jack Hermanson has some of the best ground and pound there is. And uh, his submissions are great too. He's coming off a five-round loss over to over to Marvin Vittori, and he showed out. Marvin Vittori's a fucking stud. He's getting title shot. This is a really hard fight. This is a really hard fight to pick. This is a fight I've been going back and forth because I want Shabazzian to be that guy. I want him to be this young killer who has fucking lights-out boxing, who has power, and can fucking take a neck home, take an arm home too. But I feel like... He's going to come out a new guy for sure. He got exposed by Brunson. I got to imagine the cardio's there, but I just don't think this is a good fight for his fight back. I think this is a high-level fight. This is a fight that he could easily win on the feet. He could knock out Hermanson. Hermanson is a liability on the feet. His stand-up's coming on. He's coming away a long way, but he still gets hurt, still gets rocked, uh, and Shabazzian can put him out. But the cardio scares me. I'm going to go Hermanson here, and I'm going to go. Send him home. Send him home early. I think early. he's sending him home, boys. I think he's going to ground and pound him out, maybe the second, third round, maybe even catch an arm or a neck. Hermanson's got incredible chokes, uh, guillotines, darces, rear naked, arm bars, whatever. He's so dangerous on the floor. I think Hermanson learned his lesson in the um, Vittori fight. I'm not going to play on the feet too much. I'm not going to play with fire too much. I'm going to use what I got and get this fight to the ground. And, and, and if he fights smart, I like Hermanson big. Now, am I going to bet it? I don't know. That, that's a dead answer. I don't know. I'm definitely going to bet the prop that Hermanson's going to finish. I might even go and go and pick my round. Um, if Shabazzian finishes, it's going to be in the first round without a doubt. That might be something that you want to play as well. If you're looking to prop, if you're looking to prop shop, baby, Shabazzian first round is a good play by knockout. If after the first round of Hermanson's still there, I like it by TK or by submission. Maybe you double chance, maybe you double dip. Um, so I think I'm looking on that. But as far as money line, I, you know, I, I this this fight screams prop to me. Either way, I think it's going to be finished no matter what. All right, next up, David Dovrak versus uh, Roland Paiva. Dovrak's minus 150. Paiva's a plus 120. Another fight that surprised me. I've been on Paiva since his UFC debut against Kaikar France. He got robbed. And then his, re- or not rematch, his, his second fight with Bontarine where he got cut. 
and he's looked pretty good since, but he hasn't really looked great. Now, both these guys have similar records. Paiva's 23, Dovrak is 19-3. That's about as fucking close as it gets. Paiva, Stars UFC, came for the Contender Series, the Brazil version, won by a split decision. Debut, Kai Carr lost a split, which I think he should have won. Dr. Stoppage in the first round against Baltarine, horrible cut, fucking horrible cut. Came back, Mark De La Rosa, overhand right in the second round. Looked just okay, right? De La Rosa, you know, got a hot wife, bro. Montana's hot, but you stink. And I don't even know how to pronounce this guy. Zagaz Zumalov, the little fucking headhunter dude. Uh, that was basically like Paiva sticking a move in and um, winning a decision. But again, unimpressive. Dovrak, come from the Czech Republic. These Czech, these Czech dudes, man, they're not quite Russia, but they're fucking good. Yuri Prohaska is good. He has two fights in UFC. Bruno Silva won the decision. Great performance by him there. Peace up Silva. Silva's a dog. Uh, and Jordan Espinosa, who, who's again a solid guy, good wrestler. He's got some good wins outside the UFC. Before he came to the UFC, he fought a guy named Arson Talibov, who I don't know, but he was 16 and 6, rear naked choke. Um, you know, fought four and four. I mean, again, he's 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 fighting some average dudes in the beginning of his career and then started to kind of ramp up with some uh it looks like the Czech Republic guys, whoever his manager was, really held him uh held him to a good thing. But when he started ramping it up, that's when the UFC calls. Such a good fight. I was all over Paiva when this fight got announced. I remember Marcel, big Marcel Dorf, uh, the dude on Twitter who announced all the fights. I remember he put the picture up, and I went, man, Dovrak, a lot of people like this kid at 125, but heard a lot about him before he came to the UFC as well. But Paiva's, Paiva's fucking a savage. But then I went back, looked at his record, looked at his last fight, looked at his um, fight with Kai Kara, then looked at Dovrak's fight. This is going to be so close. It's going to be a decision. It's going to be a very, very close fight. I'm going to rock with Dovrak. I'm going favorite. That's a square pick. Call me a square. Um, that is a very square pick. But I just, I think Dovrak is just a little bit better um, than Paiva. And I think Paiva showed some holes in his game his last time out. He played it safe a little bit. Dovrak, I think if he gets to the ground, he's, he's in good standing. I think both these guys are similarly built. I believe Paiva is going to be the longer guy, right? Let me see at 125. So Dovrak is five. 5'5", five, five, 68 inch reach. Paiva seems like he's like 6'4 for this division. What is he? He's 5'6 with a 69 inch reach. So they're they're about the same. They're about the same. Long and kind of lean for this division. Some guys, you know, are like 5'2", five, 5'3". Five, bowling balls uh, like Bartarin. But I'm going to go Dovrak here. Um, it sounds like I'm saying Do- David Dobrik, that fucking idiot from YouTube who like rape girls, allegedly. Um, no, David Dovrak. And if I'm mispronouncing his name, Czech Republic guys, I'm sorry. I'm an American from Cincinnati that can't pronounce shit. All right, Felicia Spencer versus Norman DeMont. Felicia Spencer minus 167 versus Norman DeMont plus 135. This could be my double mortal lock. I love this fight for Felicia Spencer. She's only lost to Amanda Nunes and Chris Cyborg by decision. Got the shit kicked out of her. Showed a ton of heart, but she lost by decision. Norma Dumont got knocked out by Megan Anderson and then won a decision over Ashley Evan Smith. Big fucking deal. Norma Dumont. Yeah, listen, I'm not going to take anything away from her. She's a solid fighter, but Felicia Spencer, good grappler, hungry, dog in there, has been in there with better competition. 
And this line's low. I'm jumping all over this. This should have been, could have been, would have been my best bet, my moral lock. I'll play the jingle again if you want, but Felicia Spencer all day. I could have dominated this fight. Um, I know Norma DeMont is a grappler herself. Felicia Spencer considers herself a grappler. I think that might cancel out. We're going to be playing on the feet. DeMont got knocked out. Showed some chin issues against Megan Anderson, who is a big girl, 145, but she's not like the, this huge knockout artist, right? She got caught with a left hook, I believe. Um, short and sweet, Felicia Spencer all day. Next up, Justin Taffa versus Jarrett Vananier. Taffa's a minus 190. Vananier's a plus 150. I fucking hate this fight. I hate this fight. I don't think either guy or elite. Not really sure why this is this high in the main card. They're heavyweights. Taffa, kind of exciting. Let down a little bit in that Carlos Felipe fight. Jarrett Vananier, one of the contender series, called out Sergey Spivak and got murdered by Spivak, who is kind of emerging heavyweight, but he's not He's not fucking great, right? You're going to call some dude out because he's a big, goofy guy. You're going to call him out and then get smashed by him. Not a good look for Vandenier, Um, but I hate this fucking line. Justin, Justin Taffa, was he 2-2 two and two in the UFC? No, 1-2 and two maybe. I don't even know what his record is. He got slept by Jorgen Castro. Then he knocked out um, Juan Adams. Yeah, big underdog. And then, yeah, so this is all memory. I'm not even looking at it. Fucking Justin Tapa. Minus 190 is crazy, boys. Vegas, I don't know what you're doing. You, you, are you challenging me to take Vandenier? Is that what it is? You're setting lines like this to fucking challenge me? Challenge accept it, bitch. Jarrett Vandenier, plus 150. Book it. And yes, I am going to bet it. This is... Your classic Christian Costello bet. Costello, CC, the champ, loves betting middling heavyweights and going dog. And he likes to go first round knockout, first round this. He'll probably take Tafa first round KO by plus whatever. But I like Vandenier at plus 150. Um, if he gets it done, he's going to get the fight to the ground. Uh, that's what he did on the contender series. Got on top, looked good. Um, yeah, and I'm going to go Vandenier here. I hate this fight. I hate the line. But if Vegas, you're challenging me to take the underdog here, you want two-way action, it's a challenge accepted, bitch. I got it. All right, next up, Yao Shanon or Yan, Sh- Shanao Yan. Again, these fucking Chinese names. With is it? How do you pronounce it? Do you go the first name or last name? She's 14-1. and one. She's a mi- uh, minus 118. Slight. Bit to pick them against Carlos Sparza, who is minus 106. Little fun fact about your buddy Brian is I have liked Carlos Barza from the get-go. I predicted she'd win the show. I if I was gambling at the time, I would have gambled and I would have betted her to beat Rose because I thought that was gonna happen. Um, this girl's got had r- really good grappling. Now her grappling is still there. She tried to be a striker for a little bit. You wanna fucking check her on that. She's had a couple losses, but her grappling lately has been elite. It has been superior. She slows down a little bit, kind of towards the end here in, in some of the fights and her, and her stand-up is still really pushy, um, but she mixes it up well now. She mixes her stand-up really well. She's quick on the feet, shoots on those legs, wants to get you on top. Yao Shanon, though, uh, you know, Chinese MMA is coming a long way. There's, there's a Chinese guy fighting earlier on the card who I picked against. They're 0-5 or whatever. Wei Li just got knocked out. 
So Chinese MMA is is taking a little bit of a hit, taking a little bit of a hit lately, boys. Taking a little bit of a hit. Um, but Yashinan is 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 a girl everyone's looking at. They were looking at her before Wei, even when Wei Li was champion. I don't know if they train together. China's a big country. I've made that mistake before. You know, I fucking said they train together. I have no idea. There's a billion people in China. Just because they're two female fighters, I mean, they train together. Um, but I looked up tape on Yashinan because honestly, I've kind of slept walk her career. I uh, I remember. The fights, I remember the Claude Jigadela stuff. I remember her fights, but again, it was more of like a sleepwalk. Girl's incredibly talented, you know, incredibly talented. She's got some good wins in the UFC. She's undefeated in the UFC, but Kaylin Curran, uh, who's not a a stud, but had some talent at the time. Vivian Pereira, who was 13-1. Soon Kondo, who was 6-1. Angela Hill, all by decision. Carolina Kovacavich who was coming off a title shot, Claudia Gadela, who's a staple of the division. She's fought all different styles. She's fought the girls that want to grapple her. She's fought the girls that want to fucking stand up with her. She's fought high-level Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts. I'm going to go Sean, Jan Shanan, um, minus 118. I like that number. I hate betting as Carla Sparza because I've always been on a train. I've literally, if you check the tapes, <laughs> fucking, I got to get that tattooed on my chest. <laughs> check the tapes. You check them. I've probably picked Carla more than more often than not. Pretty much every time she fights, she usually has a really good juicy plus number next to her because people have doubted her. But she's on a nice little career resurgence here. I just think she's running into the younger, better fighter right now. Um, I don't see a finish happening. Uh, I see a decision, but I like Yashanan. Uh, Yash I don't know if I'm going to go prop shopping on this one. This one's definitely a straight play with Yashanan, but uh, yeah, I like that. All right, main event. God damn it. I'm so excited for this fight. Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt. Currently both minus 110. Two days ago, Cody Garbrandt was plus 103. What a fucking fight. Without getting too nerdy and breaking down every aspect of this fight, I admitted on the recap show, if you did not listen, you know, go back and listen. I admit it at the very end of the show that I am a Cody Garbrandt fan. I know um, a former member of the podcast accused me of that and, and told me I was a huge Cody fan because he's from Ohio. I disagreed with him, but it's true. And it's not because he's from Ohio. It's because it, maybe that's a little bit of it because he's from Cleveland. Though. But anyway, I just like the guy's skills. I think he's I think he's such a good fighter if, if he just fixed some things or if he had just a little bit better of a chin or a better chin altogether, I, I, he, I think he could still be champion. I think that he's that good. And it's wild to me that he's only had 15 fights. This is his 16th fight. He's already been champion. He was champion at like 10-0, 11-0, whatever it was. It's crazy. Um, but this fight's tough. Ralph Font is a guy who's been on the outside looking in for quite some time, hyper-aggressive, doesn't take, take a step back, had some grappling issues early on in his career. Seems like he's really fixed those. Um, was out for a while, the severe injury. Now he's back. Now he's active, coming off the Marlon Rice knockout. Um, this dude is 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 your classic boxer. Good jab, good head movement, likes to get in there, likes to fuck you up, is a big 135er. A lot of talk this week, and it's very relevant, is the six-inch reach. Cody Garbrandt's fought guys who were long before, but they're not pure boxers like Rob Font. Now, Cody Garbrandt has some of the best boxing in the UFC. In my opinion, not just this division in the UFC, amateur boxer. His uncle was a legit boxer. The guy's got great hands. His speed's amazing. Head movement, pretty decent. It's just when you find that chin, it's a problem. And if he gets hit, he gets angry and then he goes after you. Now the last fight, Cody's fight, 
Three fights, kid. Fought fought Asan Sal. First time with Mark Henry. Fought a really good fight. Fought a tempered fight. Fought a fight where he's not overly aggressive and then caught Asan Sal with that right hand. And again, his power is 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 worldly for 135. He hits you, you're going to feel it. He put Dom Cruz down twice. Fuck Dom Cruz up. One of my all-time favorite performances of all time. If that Cody Garbrandt shows up, this is a cakewalk for him. It, but that might have been a once-in-a-lifetime Cody Garbrandt just feeling the moment style you know, styles make fights. Rob Font's a guy who I've been a fan of, right? He's, he lost some early in his career. Um, and then he, like I said, that, that, that new England cartel, that, uh, Tyson Chartier camp, you know, he's boys with Calvin Cater. They're really doing something here. They, they, they breed fucking dogs. Their stamps all good. The cardio's through the roof. And that's the same thing with Rob Font. I like that. He's getting a main event spot here. I like this position for him. He's very high ranked. This is four and five matching up. This is an incredible main event. So when I break it down technically, Cody Garbrandt needs to kick, right? He kicked a lot in the Sunsell fight, which was something a little different. Cody Garbrandt's going to be the faster guy there. I think he has better footwork as well. Doesn't move straight back, can move off the center line. His counters aren't as good as I would like him to be. I think Cody's better when he leads. He countered really well against Dom. And a fight that's comparable to the Rob Font fight was Almeida. Almeida's a very aggressive, kind of longer-armed guy. Coney countered fairly well with that, but he did get hit quite a bit in that fight as well. That was a million years ago, though. But uh, I like when Cody leads, right? He does counter well, but I do like when he leads. I think he's a, he's better coming forward than he is backwards. Rob Font's going to put him on his back foot. If you're Cody Garbrandt, you have to kick the legs. Rob Font got kicked up by Marlon Marice. Kicks are available. Rob Font is heavy on that front leg because of the rest or because of the uh, boxing background, right? Cody has been kicking a lot more, even in his losses with Munoz and TJ. You showed some kicking. Um, and I just think Cody's just got to really pick his spots here, play it smart. Saying that is so hard because Cody Garbrandt is not a smart fighter. His fight IQ is very low. And he's in there with a guy who's built different. Rob Font's going to take it. Rob Font's coming for it. Rob Font gets hit, though, right? He can get hit. If Cody lands something, he's got to really buy his time. He, you know what I mean? Like, when he lands something and he rushes in, Rob's still dangerous. You got to really pick your shots here. And a lot of people float, floated out the idea that Cody was going to wrestle. No chance. And I'll tell you why. This is a dick swinging contest at this point. Rob Font thinks he's the best boxer at 135. Cody thinks he's the best boxer at 135. Mark Henry's a boxing coach. Rob Font, Rob Font maybe will mix it up because he's starting to become really well-rounded. I don't think he has a shot at taking Cody Garbrandt down. I think Cody Garbrandt's defense is good. And what's even better is his get-up game. Even if you do get him down, he's popping right back up. This is going to be played on the feet, and this is going to be a high-level chess match. And it's really going to be who breaks first. Now, Minus 110, minus 110. You bet heavy. My recommendation for you is to bet heavy on whoever you're picking, right? I know that's so easy to say, but if you're all in raw font, don't second guess it, bet heavy. Me, I'm on on Cody Garbrandt. I'm betting heavy. This pick em shit, this minus 110, I've seen a lot of cappers are avoiding this fight. They don't know what's going to happen. Cody's so good, but he's got the chin. Raw font's so good, but he's got these losses, who you get to pick, right? No one wants to put their nuts on the table and bet heavy on this fight because it's a pick them, right? Why waste money? These are the hardest fights to pick. But that's where I so that's where I fucking come in, baby. I'm all over Cody Garbrandt here. I think he's got a kick. I think he's got a move. I think he 
can't let Rob just keep backing him up to the fence, which, uh, you know, a sunset kind of did, and it worked out for him. I hope that's not going to be the game plan. You got to circle off Rob throws in combinations and that reach is going to be a problem. Rob is very long and very big back for 135. He's a big, big kid. I believe he used to fight at 145. Um, he's going to be putting it on Cody. who's a little undersized at 35. He, you know, he's been talks about making 30 or 25 for a while. Um, but Cody's going to be the faster guy there. He's got to use the speed to his advantage. He's got great eyes too. Cody sees a lot. It's just when he gets too wrapped up in the fight and too like excited is when his vision and his game plan goes down. I hope he doesn't do that. I know he's a dog. He's got that in him, but fight smart fight strategically. I think he can win this fight. I don't know if he can stop Rob Font. I think this is going to be a five round flawless performance by Cody for him to win. And, uh, I like that. I like Cody Garbrandt to, to get the W here again. I'm biased. That's my guy. That's why I said, if you're in on font, be all the way in, right? I know the line's extremely close and people are, 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 are fading this fight and they're avoiding it. No, my, my, my advice to you is the fucking nuts on the table and get it going. Whoever side you're on nuts on the table bet, baby. All right. That's the show. Thank you for rocking with me again. Friday night, 9 o'clock on Twitter. I'll retweet it. If you're following me, if not, MMA takes on Twitter. But we're I'm going to be on uh, MMA Lock in the Night, Man Preach channel, MMA LOTN on YouTube and Twitter. Um, and we're going to have a good time. Three other cappers. We're going to talk about this card. I'm going to confess my Cody Garbrandt love again. I'm going to try to convince the guys to bet heavy on this fight. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to mix it up. We're going to have a good time. Um, so go check that out. All right, let's go. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.